Welcome to the National 5 RMPS podcast here at Stuart's Melbourne College with me, Mr Chalmers. Me, Mr Rylands. And me, Mrs Crichton. Today we're discussing one of the most key beliefs in Judaism, the covenant. So, a covenant is a two-way agreement in which both sides must uphold their promises. And in this instance, this agreement is specifically between humanity and God. There are several examples of covenants found throughout the Torah, and I'd say there's three that are worth noting. Definitely the Abrahamic and Mosaic. And the Noachide is fun too. Yes, one of the earliest. It's the one that God made with Noah. This required humanity to follow seven obligations, and in return, God promised that he would never flood the earth again. My favourite obligation is that humans can't eat animals whilst they're still alive. I still have no idea why someone would want to, but I'm happy it's forbidden. <laughs> the Noahide covenant is slightly different, though, as it was for the whole of humanity rather than just the Jews. So, the first covenant that marks the Jews out as God's chosen people was really the Abrahamic. Yes. In this, Abraham and his family had to worship God and God only. They had to leave Ur and move to the land of Canaan, and all males had to be circumcised. And in return, God agreed to give Abraham as many descendants as stars in the sky, who would become a great nation. He would also give Abraham and his descendants their own land, and to protect and look after his people. So what's the Mosaic Covenant about? That's the one God made with Moses. God promised that the Jews would be a free nation. He would deliver them from slavery in Egypt and lead them to the Promised Land, where they would stay his chosen people forever. And in return, the Jews must worship only him and follow his commandments, the 613 mitzvot. So, can you explain why the covenant is important today? Well, firstly, I'd say it's a reminder that they are God's chosen people. Remember, these covenants weren't just made with Abraham or Moses, but apply for all time. I'd also say it gives Jewish people a sense of who they are within history. By observing the covenant, they're continuing something that has been kept for thousands of years, and they become part of that history. I could also see how it could make them feel part of something bigger within the world. For example, in Scotland, the Jewish population is fairly small, but Jews can feel united with others around the world through observing the same rules. However, and more importantly, the covenant means Jews know that they are protected by God. This could bring people a great deal of comfort and security in life. And if you think about it, the commandments ensure that the society is a healthy, moral place. Uh, and by keeping the commandments, part of that Mosaic Covenant, it means that justice is upheld and people will be law-abiding. Hmm. Yes, I could also see how the covenant gives meaning to worship. Things like prayer are only really meaningful because they have a relationship with God. You could also look at other important traditions that are linked to the covenant, like Brit Malar, that helped Jews to feel a strong sense of identity. Yeah, good point. How did Jews actually keep this covenant today? Well, as Mrs Crichton said, the obvious one would be Brit Malar, the act of male circumcision. This procedure is carried out on a baby when they are eight years old. Eight. Not eight years old, eight days old! Stupid Mr Ireland. <laughs> the procedure usually takes less than a few minutes, it has to be carried out in daylight hours, even on Shabbat and Yom Kippur. While ceremony usually takes place in the home of the baby, being circumcised with family and friends present, it is carried out by a highly trained Mohel, who is usually a doctor, whilst the baby is held by a person called the Sandek, which is thought to be a great honour. Prayers and poems are recited to give the baby a good relationship with God. 
This is just a one-off event, though. How is it kept in their daily life? Well, the obvious one would be by declaring and following the Shema, which declares, Hear, O Israel, the Lord is our God, the Lord is one. This prayer is recited daily, morning and night, and is included as part of the worship at the synagogue. Jewish males use tefillin boxes, which contain parchments with the Shema written on it. They tie them to their forehead and arm, and as, as it says to do this in the Shema. Another thing Jews do is to attach mezuzots to the door frames of their houses. They're small boxes that contain parchment with the Shema on them, Shema on them. And um, it's a symbol that they're observing the Shema as well. So, given that this covenant was made thousands of years ago, do you really think that it's still relevant in the 21st century? It's not seen as a bit archaic. I can see how it could be viewed as such. Think about all the mitzvot given to Moses. You can't really get on with following the rules as they were, not intended from modern context, i.e. what is or isn't classed as work when observing the Sabbath. We also talked about this in relation to living according to Torah. To, to Faithfulness to the covenant marks Jews out as different. And this has made them more vulnerable to prejudice and discrimination in society. History shows this hasn't been helpful to them. Perhaps it's a multicultural 21st century. People should be giving more attention to what they have in common. Talking about the 21st century, many of the terms also seem inappropriate alongside contemporary secular values and the rule of law. For example, what about views about the different roles of men and women and how, how, <clears throat> how to punish offenders? Finally, there are the practical implications which make day-to-day living too hard, like needing to live within walking distance of the synagogue or having access to kosher food. But I would say there's lots of reasons um, that it could be viewed as absolutely relevant in the 21st century. Firstly, the covenant is the basis for the Jews' relationships with God as a people. So it's as relevant today as when it was first given And by observing their side of the covenant um, with God, Jews show that they're faithful to him, and in return, he remains faithful to them. That's a good point. It it also needs to be acknowledged that the mitzvot are given by God, who is all-knowing and all-good, so Jews can be confident that they give them the best possible way to live. We talked about this before, how living according to the Torah is key for the covenant. It binds the Jews together as a community. It enables them to feel a deep connection with their ancestors and to those who will come after them. Yeah, absolutely, because this is especially important because Jews may not be geographically connected, and particularly in areas when they're a minority, as we were chatting about. We also looked at the idea that it's by following the rules in the Torah, thus keeping the terms of the covenant, is how Jews become a light to the nations. So they are not just benefiting themselves, but the whole world. So... Through all of these podcast episodes, we should be seeing just how much overlap there is between all the topics. Yes, although living according to the Torah is a separate heading in the mandatory content, by living according to the Torah, you are in fact keeping the covenant. And by living in this way, you're also worshipping. And arguably bringing about the messianic age. And keeping that Yetzir Harab balanced with the Yetzir Tov. So, what it really shows is that you need to have an understanding of those links. But, once you do, you realise that questions become much less overwhelming. Which is a good note to end on, and we bid you all... Shalom! Shalom.